What is good, people? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I am one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy Obed in the building. What's going on, Xiaomi? Another day in paradise, making it happen, making it rain. How you doing? Yeah, man, chilling. You know, already know what time it is. Got our returning guest and local Falcons fan, Gabe, joining us out here from Houston. What's going on with you, man? How's ever? How's how's the uh, Texas life treating you? Doing good. Nice, warm, and sunny. Excited to be back on. Appreciate it, Reese. I know you had a rough one with them Falcons uh, this past Sunday, but uh, it got it got close for a second. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, um, as we do our usual NFL discussion, a little bit of college football. But Obed, you know, we have, we always like to throw in some random topics here and there. Obed, you had a you had a good one for us this week, huh? Wow. So you know, America, it, people are out here trying to pander as hard as they can. And I, as much as I respect the people for for getting out the votes, hey, remember, go and go and uh, make sure that you sign up to uh, vote for your uh, your campaign office uh, for your uh, district. But we had Linda Paulson out here from Utah's Senate 12th district put together a rap trying to get out the vote. And for me, I just want to know if she had bars. <laughs> I I ain't gonna lie. That one part I seen. I saw I saw the video on YouTube, and okay. when she was like, "Yo, we getting it done," I was like, "Yo, that that was the one right there." She was throwing, <laughs> she, to me, she was throwing up, she was throwing up that old school Rob Van Dam. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. She looked like she tried to hit a dab, but I didn't really yeah. know with the pointing. I wasn't <laughs> sure if she had. I don't, but first off, who was her campaign manager? Who okayed this? Well, first, I want I want to know who her who was her ghostwriter. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I don't know, Gabe. Do you think she got bars or what? Because, dude, I mean, at one point I was like, all right. Again, she's an older white, you know, white lady. You know, mm-hmm. she may not be, you know, with it, but it wasn't that that bad, I guess, for her. You know, rapping is rapping is a hard thing to do when you actually put on the spot, and then you actually have to follow the words to the beat, even though the beat was very, very subtle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But it was still tough because she was able to do that at her age, you know, even though it was funny as hell to watch, it was entertaining <laughs> and she still got her message across. It is the new gen. Yeah. The new gen. She, sure she, said, is. she kicked it back from, I don't know what generation that is. Generation <laughs> Jesus, I think. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised not. she did ride in on her model t with the low rider but <laughs> it's, it's oh crazy dude she was generation b not even she <laughs> throw throwback dude oh my god the fo- of the fossil I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> oh this is weird terrible throw the dust gonna, off of there <laughs> i'm gonna ask her about the cold war <laughs> <laughs> Here, oh, let's let's not know. This is all in this is all in fun. Of go, course, go find her on YouTube. Go find her on YouTube. I don't know about <laughs> voting for her because she she's all about that. I'm pretty sure she was there when they actually signed the Declaration of Independence that she said needed to, needed to be <laughs> brought back, oh, resurrected. Oh, but. we are just roasting this lady. Oh mm. man, let, yo, give, shout out to Linda Paulson for, from Utah though for, for trying, <laughs> giving it out. Oh man, let's go. get into it, guys. Uh, quick, we, before we get to the NFL, let's touch on a couple college football notes. I don't know if it both, I'm sure I've seen it by now, but did you see the ending to the Troy Appalachian state game? This was insane. Appalachian state won, won a miracle 53 yard hail Mary at the buzzer um, beating Troy. I think it was 32 to 28. I mean, this is what two weeks in a row now that Appalachian state has given us some, some solid wins last week was against number six, Texas Mm A&M. And then now, 
albeit it is against Troy, but just the fear fact that it was on a 53-yard Hail Mary yeah. uh, uh, um, Obed. I mean, this was just crazy. The, the radio announcers lost it. They lost it, man, right? Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I mean, let's let's be honest. App State is out here making the impossible possible. You know, I don't I don't know if there has been another team that has just consistently and, you know, obviously 15 years ago when they beat, when they sent Michigan, uh, uh, given us these big moments and now they're stringing them together in the same season. You know, mm-hmm. like this is this is, you know, I don't I don't want to ask crazy questions, but like when do we start thinking that App State makes enough noise to bring enough talent to then start moving up the ranks and like, you know, get into a big bowl game or get into a big, uh, big spot uh, where, you know, the more people who see them, the more people who get excited about them, right. I think the higher that they could rise as a program. And, and that's one of the, one of the things, uh, Gabe, I'll go over to you. I still think that it's not fair because, I mean, granted, we're going to be expanding the college football playoff soon. But right now, you know, it's still with just the four teams and App State, they're in the Sun Belt Conference, which is like, you know, I'd probably the bottom of the barrel conferences as, oh, yeah. as far as, the, oh, yeah. you know, the NCAA <laughs> is concerned, you know what I mean? And even if they, let's say, I, let, I know they lost the first game against North Carolina, which is only by two, which was, was a, the, the score was like in the 60s, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Even if App State, let's say, wins out the rest of the year, they're not getting in the bowl game. The highest, even if they went undefeated, I think the highest they would ever be ranked is like 15, maybe even lower than that, probably even 20. I still don't think, even if I can absolutely, they're making these miracle wins and all this nonsense, and they have a quality win against Texas A&M. Their schedule is, is against, you know, is a cupcake schedule, not really any quality teams, but it's still not fair until we expand the playoff, right? Gabe? Oh, yeah. I love, I love it overall. And mm-hmm. I would hope so that basically the App State would get snuck into the playoffs because it's kind of like it matches up the way that they expanded the playoffs now. It matches up with college basketball. So hopefully we do get a sneak team in like App State, you know what I'm saying, that would be similar to that. Like the NCAA, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you're saying as far as like, you know, them going, uh, you know, losing the first game and things like that. But mm-hmm. that huge win against Texas A&M, should be credible enough to slide them or at least try to make some type of noise to get them into the college football players not as big and expanded yeah once they expand i, I honestly i think when they do expand it you need to have every conference <laughs> winner be a, a like because what there's it was just 10 conferences right it, 10 major conferences so again they're gonna go to 12 teams you have the 10 conference winners and then you have two at large bids gotta because a team like appalachian state who can go under let's say they go undefeated they're not going to just get in if you go in the top 12 teams, you know what I mean? And the Sun Belt teams from the teams from Conference USA, they're not going to get in. Teams from the Mountain West may not, or Mid-Amer- Mid-American Conference, they're just not going to yeah. get in, you know? Yeah. So that's why I say the only way to be somewhat fair is to get these conference winners in, dude, to give them a shot, you know? Um, the other wild game uh, was uh, Michigan State losing on the road to Washington, um, Gabe. I don't know if you saw that one and what your t- kind of thoughts were on that. I think Washington State, isn't that the, the quarterback? Um, isn't that Penix Jr.? Wasn't he at Indiana, if I'm not mistaken, last year? As Washington State's quarterback, I'm not too familiar with. Washington's but, quarterback, not Washington State. Yeah, Washington. Was, was, Washington. Yeah, yeah, their quarterback I'm not too familiar with at all, actually. But that game I kind of caught, like, glimpses of, you know what I'm saying? Because I think that was around the time, uh, was Georgia bullying somebody? Yeah, maybe so. But um, <laughs> you Probably. But, <laughs> but yeah, as far as, as far as what's going on with Michigan State, man, I feel really bad for Mel Tucker because nine times out of ten, he brings a pretty competitive team. 
So they're kind of going through like a, a rebuild type of procedure right now. And mm -hmm. hopefully they do go ahead and uh, bring it back in because that's looking rough right now for Michigan State losing like that to Washington of all teams. Yeah, for real. Um, quickly before we move on, I don't. I mean, the only really quality they have a couple couple more quality uh, games on their schedule. Of course, they've got I've got Ohio State, they've got Michigan, and, and Penn State to end the year as well. Yeah, uh, I'll bet. I think it's a looking like a rough rough road ahead for Michigan State, right? I mean, honestly, you know, I give them, I give them benefit of the doubt. They're missing three starters. Um, gosh, I just, it seemed like they've taken such a huge step back when you lose a game like that. Um, I don't know who number 15 was, but he was an absolute liability in coverage. I mean, they just were just, they were getting pushed around. He was chasing every play. He looked like Dan Sorensen, who used to be oh, the, uh, the chief. God. And just had Geron Matthew, like, what is he, what are you doing? What are you doing? Ooh. You know? And I, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, but all three phases of the game, I don't think the score really reflects how bad uh, Michigan State was out there getting whooped. I mean, you know, hats off to uh, to uh, Washington for getting that dub. Yeah, I think going into the fourth quarter, I think Washington was leading like 36 to 14, if I'm right. not mistaken, going right. into that fourth quarter. So, yeah, it was definitely a, a beatdown. Yeah, it was definitely a beatdown uh, against Michigan State. A couple key matchups, I think, this weekend. I think it's number five, Clemson at, at number 21, Wake Forest, and then number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee. Either of those games uh, you're excited to watch, Gabe, you know, which one do you think could, could potentially have an upset? Man, the Florida, Florida game is really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. um, I've really had fun watching their young little quarterback. Uh, coming into what? This is his second season, I believe, as a starter. I know last year he kind of had to, like, split time or whatever really athletic, um, really durable, and just makes that one mistake it feels like in the game that's going to take them over the top. But I feel like that game's going to be the game to watch. Um, Clemson, uh, DJ Ugalele, um, we expected big things of him as fans, you know, especially if you watch that Netflix series, you was expecting big things from him coming out of Cali or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't been able to, like, prove that he was really that, like, secure replacement for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Obed, your thoughts on either of these two games? Um, I'll say that Clemson-Wake Forest game should be interesting. Uh, Wake Forest has lost by an average of 38.5 points uh, to Clemson over the last few years. Obviously, Clemson has had some amazing quarterback play between Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence after that. You know, great receivers, great uh, defense out there. But, you know, they're only seven-point underdogs in this game right now. So maybe Vegas feels like there's a shot. Um, I think Clemson should be able to handle business here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I agree with Gabe on the, the Florida Tennessee game. I think it's going to, those two teams yeah. are a little more closely matched. And I think this could really I, be a good measuring stick for the both of them. I agree. I think the Florida Tennessee one might be, might have a little more room for an upset with number 20 Florida beating out Tennessee. I don't, I think Clemson should be able to easily handle Wake Forest, even right. albeit on the road. Sure. Right. Um, let's get into the NFL, do our week two recap now. Um, this was a wild weekend in the NFL, Ooh. man. Dude, dude I mean, I'm going to – I want to just really touch on the AFC North in particular. We're going to do a couple other games, but the AFC North had a, had some letdown. More, more particularly, I know even the Browns let, let, let their team down, the Jets of all team people coming back from with Joe Flacco coming back. But Baltimore – what happened to the Ravens, Obed? These dudes just gave this game away, right? I mean, yeah. Miami just had an amazing comeback in the fourth. I mean, it's, you know, for me, it was that 
Baltimore is starting to look like the Baltimore we saw last year. Injuries in the secondary, injuries up front in the defense, uh, injuries in the backfield. Uh, you know, I can't put, I can't say enough good things about what Lamar Jackson is doing out there. Albeit, I wish he had a contract when he was doing it on, but you know, I mean, like a 79 yard touchdown run where he just could not be caught. Um, they, they are just, they're, they're battered and beat up. And what has, what we saw last year is when they're battered and beat up they're they're, they're weak. They're going to give up points. You know, I still think they're a good team, but they just, the injury bug has still caught up with them and they haven't shook it. So, you know, definitely opened up the door. Now let's, let's not, you know, act like they didn't get played up. I mean, uh, Miami had two receivers that had over a hundred yards, uh, had a touchdown each, you know, getting, getting work out of Mike Kosecki, who's been a ghost as of late. Um, Tua, I think went for 400 plus yards, four six touchdowns and six scores. I mean, just ridiculousness. Now, uh, Sherman, I got a question. Can Tua be an elite QB? With these two weapons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle and even Mike Kosicki, hell yeah, he can. He needs to obviously continue to develop his game. But with right. you, when you're adding Tyreek Hill, because a lot of the attention is going to be put on Tyreek Tyree Hill, and deservedly so. He's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. But now you have, and you have Jalen Waddle in there and Kosicki. Even Raheem Mostert's getting, getting some passes out of the backfield. Right. But man, Tua, this is exactly what Tua needed. And it's funny, you know, in the offseason, people were laughing at Tyreek, like, ah, oh, Tyreek was saying, you know, Tua is, is, you know, it could be better than Patrick Mahomes. And he's, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks he's ever played with. This is what Tyreek was alluding to. You know what I mean? Because Tua, he balled out. Now, don't forget, and you, you mentioned it a little bit, Obed, Lamar balled out in, in the fact that, you know, you said that he doesn't have a contract. I, get, I feel like, Gabe, the Ravens just wasted this stellar performance by Lamar Jackson because, and, and we talked, you know, Obed, you said about the contract. You know what? After this game, yesterday's price is not today's price because his right, value is going up, albeit in they lost. He, he only missed eight passes. passes. He was 21 yeah. of 29 for over 300 yards and three scores and still got over 100 yards on the ground in a score, Gabe. This, this game was just out of control. Tell me, I mean, from the, from the Miami side, what did you, what did you, what's your thoughts on Tua? And is, is, just, is Lamar's stock just inc- increasing by the minute? Overall, bro, it's, it was absolutely an amazing game. It was kind of like one of them like, like hot, like, college football games like when Pat Mahomes and uh Baker Mayfield played and they were just scorching each other going back and forth granted the Ravens were ahead and then they did get walked down by the Dolphins but you couldn't ask for a better performance from Lamar Jackson eight incompletions 119 yards rushing uh four total touchdowns I mean what more can you do other than put the team on your back you've got the the issue that I saw with it was that the running game isn't there too much for uh Lamar they didn't do greatly. Uh, they didn't do a great job of bringing in a lot of receivers and helps for Lamar. And then hit the defensive backs are just terrible, as Obed was saying. So it is what it is. But you are going up against two guys that run four twos. Tua looks just like he looked at Alabama, and this is what everybody. This is why he was drafted so high. He can get the ball out of his hands quickly and accurately. He can read defenses quick, and he's very sharp. So this is really all he needed. He needed another speed receiver in Tyreek Hill. And the guy that's hidden behind all of this, this is not getting the biggest amount of credit is Mike McDaniels. Like, it is. Nobody it is. was really like yeah. hyped, it, hyping this guy up. Honestly, I didn't really yeah. know who he was other than a shadow and a name, you know. Yeah. And his offensive scheme is it's Chip Kelly. Like they're freaking yeah. moving the ball so fast. You really don't have a chance to set up. 
Right. By the time you look, it's zoom, zoom, zoom. So it, I mean, Tua definitely could be a top five quarterback this year, and it's crazy. Wow. Lamar, I hope, I hope the Ravens just continue to botch that as a Falcons fan because hey, we have money next season. Apparently. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I think if, if you get him out of playing outdoors, you get him in a dome, you get him in, you get him in the NFC South playing in eight games in a dome all year long. Mm. I mean, he could go down there and be the next Vic. You know, everybody's talking about Jalen Hurts and putting in right reservedly so, but yeah. you know, you had eight incompletions, 300 yard passing, three touchdowns, and 100 on the ground. They have, they will have a run game down there. What else can you ask from him? Something. Yeah, you know, I, I want to touch on the two thing. We're, we're everybody. It's a lot of knee jerk reactions. They look good, like you said, Gabe. They had a name and a and a, and a ghost in Mike McDaniel's a shadow, but that's because San Francisco knew how good he was. San Francisco knew he knew how the Shanahan system. He knows how to run these plays. Um, you know, you get you get Tyreek in motion. You got these guys who can run four two. The entire defense takes a step to the direction that he's going to. He knows how to use flow. He knows how to get guys like Jalen Waddle open. Uh, I'm I'm concerned that we're patting the Dolphins on the back, knowing they got the buzz saw on the Bills coming next week. So if they come out here and get snuffed by the Bills, what are we back to saying about these guys? I, I don't see the Dolph the uh, Dolphins being any higher than second maybe third in the afc east depending on what happens end of the season with the patriots um but you know they're off to a hot start they're off to a real hot start yeah it's going to be a difficult task for sure with buff with buffalo on with them rolling into buffalo for sure um but let's keep it going i know i wanted to touch on the uh buccaneers saints game uh gabe tom brady finally got a win in new orleans which he doesn't do very often well, finally got a regular season win because he did beat them in the postseason and then won the yeah. super bowl that year right yep, yep, yep just re regular season win but um I, you know this is i know this is uh obed's boy tb12 but <laughs> me and mike evans boy that's tom brady <laughs> what you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah mike evans is ready to throw them hands for his burr, boy burr, tb12 yeah. you know uh game them good times <laughs> I mean, the Saints really looked really, really lackluster. And I, I know they didn't have Alvin Kamara in the backfield there, but what's going on with New Orleans here? They just, they just kind of laid an egg, so to speak, you know, this game, right? Overall, man, that was probably one of, again, every time Tom Brady faces the Saints, it's always one of his worst games. And I don't know what Dennis Allen has, but I wish we had it on our team because DMPs, I don't, we've, we haven't done nothing to him. So this man went 18 to 34, 190 in a touchdown, ran for, ran three times for negative two yards. He had an amazing game in my eyes because I'm a full out Tom Brady hater. But um, that's respect. That's respect. That's respect. Hey, at least, at but, least he's honest, folks. At least he's right, honest. Right. Yeah. You don't pull punches here on what's the word in Canada. Yeah, you know, keeping it real. Yeah, but overall, man, that was that was a good team win for the Bucks, man. Uh, Jesus, Tabo's defense is freaking incredible. Uh, then you flip to the other side. Dennis Allen's defense is incredible. But I really feel like what was the issue was the few mistakes that Jameis made. And then also the Chris Olave was just kind of just slacking, like slacking. Yeah. Um, he had that big play in the uh, in the championship game against Clemson years ago where Justin Fields threw that pick. And I think it's a lot of his stuff is like, like mentally because he had three, four, three or four bombs that Jameis threw him and he was just like a stride off or a step off or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was more on Chris than Jameis. That's just from what I saw, you okay. know? So those are the few plays that I feel like if they clean those up, the Saints will go ahead and beat the Bucks. The Bucks just basically just rallied on their defense. Mike Evans is really should have been the only one tossed out. 
I don't understand why Lattimore even got tossed out. He's getting bullied by three people, and, and they throw him out the game. Didn't he make was, sense. Lattimore's barking on the sideline to dudes that are not in the game. Like, at some point, I, I understand why they got Mike Evans because he pushed you, but yeah, Lattimore yeah. is barking at Bruce Arians. Lattimore is barking at a, a equipment coach. Lattimore is barking at Brady. Bark at, he mushed uh, – what's his name? Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Yeah. I mean, come on, do you man. think Do you think anyone else is going to get suspended? Probably not. No, it but, shouldn't be. But people, other people may get fined. I think, right? I, I uh, think, I think Brady needs to get fined. I that's think a lot of people more. saying Brady should get fined because he, he kind of instigated the whole thing, it. right? Yeah, yeah, he's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you, you got to watch the whole thing. Lattimore was already barking at the sideline when Brady Absolutely. came over. Absolutely. You know, so like Lattimore is over here. I, I get the frustration on Lattimore's part, right? You got these guys dead to rights. Oh, three. Most of the game. Jameis Winston, to his credit, is playing with four fractures in his back. Right. Lock so, Mike Evans up too. Right. He's that he's got Mike Evans card from day one from Jump Street. Mike Lattimore, Evans has yeah. some of his worst games when he plays against Lattimore. But you know, stuff boiled over. I get, it. I get the frustration, but you know, I don't think though it, it would send a good message for these two guys to clean it up if both Lattimore and Evans got suspended. But it's just going to be a whole bunch of FedEx packages and a bunch of fines for these guys. Evans going to be the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Um, Obey, let's talk about your New England Patriots getting a win uh, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a decently good game from Mac Jones, going up through two fifty two in a score, but one pick as well. Um, I'm just honestly, I'm I'm more, more so worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch Mitch Trubisky. He's just Ooh. he's he's not he's not that dude. Gabe, Gabe, how long does he keep this job, dog? For real, yeah. How long does he keep this job? <laughs> Mitch Mitch has about two more games left before Kenny Pickett takes over. Pickett was ready preseason. I'm, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out what's – there's God. no gap. There was no gap. And normally there's no when gap. there's no gap in between the vet and the rook, you just play the rook. Yeah. It right. doesn't make exactly. any sense. Tomlin, given that that veteran's preference, I guess. But, you know, and, and the thing is, you're not just talking about him jumping that veteran. He's also jumping Mason Rudolph. Like, I don't think there's a reason to put Mason, even though Mason Rudolph is the backup, there's no reason to put him out there. Just put Kenny Pickett out. Just put Pickett out. So are the Steelers kind of in rebuild mode? Go, are, they, are they going towards a rebuild mode? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. The defense yeah. is straight. The offense has tons of playmakers on it. You just need a guy to deliver the ball. They, they, it's right now is more so you, of a, a you think that's it. That's what the, what the Steelers they just need a quarterback and they're good to go. They they're in, they're a playoff yeah. team with a solid QB. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. They were they were in the driver's seat in that game until very much to the end, right? Like you, yeah. you know, you give up a couple of bad plays, you get a muffed punt from Ostrowski uh, against his former team. Uh, it, it just didn't bounce their way. But really, if there's one thing you can say that the Patriots won this game on, it was physicality. Seven minutes left at the end of the game. You put your hand in the dirt and you go out there and you get yards, you know, playing heads up smart football when you see Damian Harris sliding and not going to get the first down. So they keep the clock rolling. You know, the easiest way to get out of a game with a win is to take all the time off the clock. And they did that effectively. Unlike the Cleveland Browns, uh, New York Nick Chubb did when he scored the touchdown instead of just getting the first down. But you know what? I don't think that's on him because he's already helped that team out before by stopping on the one. You know what I mean? At some point, he needs to get his stats. And they, you have Miles Garrett. Why are y'all giving up points? This yeah. is Joe Flacco at 40-some years old, right? I get it. Garrett Wilson came out and studied. They have Elijah Moore. That Go touchdown you gave up to Corey Davis for nothing. 
for nothing. Yeah. You let him and walk in the end zone. What is that? Yeah, that, that was that was a whole other game we can get into later. But man, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just, it's just like, come on, Cleveland. Um, the the last thing I wanted to touch on was the injury to San Francisco 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. That's this sorry. was just awful. Um, as we saw in this game, um, he suffered a broken ankle. A, you, I mean, you just saw the thing just go pretty much go sideways, which was just which was just awful to see. He tried to stand up. He didn't even know it was broken. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it, was, it was rough. It was, it was painful to watch. I mean, uh, Obed, where does this kind of team go for? I mean, obviously, you know, we know Jimmy G is there. He's going to be he's going to be the, uh, the quarterback for the uh, later on, rest of the rest of the season. Trey's done for the year. I think he had surgery. What was it yesterday on Monday? He had mm-hmm, surgery. Everything mm-hmm. went everything went smooth. Yeah. They said, right. "Yeah." Um, what does this team really look like the rest of the year, though? You know what's funny? This is the best thing that could have happened to them because they look like ass against Chicago because they couldn't make plays. I don't care if it's raining. They already played the the Niners already played one of these rain games that they won. Had Nick Bosa out there sliding uh, in the water like it was a slip and slide <laughs> right. because of the just. I, I'm sorry. Stop getting these North Dakota State quarterbacks. They're not good. I don't care what Carson Wentz is doing. These guys are not good. My man has only thrown 382 passes his entire collegiate career. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones threw 500 passes last year alone. He's not ready for the pros. And so yeah. when you ask me like, what does it look like? Jimmy G and the Niners, it could be the NFC Championship game. They already played in two with him. It could be the Super Bowl. They already played in one of them with him. Right. He makes this, you know, he hits Emmanuel Sanders. We don't have this conversation because he gets read up on his contract and he's still there. Right. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. He makes that one throw. This is an improvement for all the pass catchers. This is an improvement for all the running backs, right? Like we're not out here trying to see what they can do with with potentially a six-win team, seven-win team if they're lucky with Trey Lance versus a team that could be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, like I said, it it definitely is going to be a different team moving forward, but it's unfortunate for Trey Lance finally getting, you know, kind of – and I said it too, this was kind of a – because like like week one, we you, oh bet you touched on it. The rain, the conditions in Chicago was just awful. They couldn't really evaluate him. So this was the kind of a game they were trying to really evaluate him. But yeah, this was definitely an, an unfortunate um, uh, incident for Trey Lance. Gabe, quickly, I wanted to I want to go to you before we get into our next segment here. Um, you're about your Atlanta Falcons. Even though they lost against Los Angeles, uh, the Rams this past weekend. They made it interesting at the end for sure, right? I mean, is this something that the Atlanta can kind of do? They can kind of stay in games, or this is pretty much just going to be a letdown for the, for the Falcons week after week this season? Um, I overall feel like the Falcons are just going to continue this for the remainder of the season. We do have one of the rougher, tougher schedules. I was trying to be very optimistic in the beginning, listening to Arthur Smith and Dean Pease, you know, give us like that vibe, like, man, we can do this. Our defense yeah. was revamped. The offense is revamped. All we're going to be is a really scrappy, inspired team to watch. You know, we're still youthful. Mariota is good, but he's not it. I'm actually curious to see if they'll ever let Des, just Desmond Ritter, come in the game and just, just see what he can do. Because mm-hmm. you, you've got freaking uh, 14 games, uh, 16 games left. What? 15 games left, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got to get an idea of what you have. So I'm wondering if we'll go ahead and slide them in so that we can continue this scrappy type of ball so that we'll know what we'll be able to do next year in the draft. But I feel like we'll just be a competitive, scrappy, young uh, team full of misfits because we got a bunch of players <laughs> on one-year contracts. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting as a fan to watch because I was tired of watching Matt Ryan just stand there. 
but so this is good. <clears throat> you know, for me, I, I just, I feel like, yes, he was a statue, but man, they just didn't give him pieces to keep things going. You know, I never really thought a lot about Muhammad, right. You know, I, I didn't know how I felt about Muhammad Sanu, you know, I, I obviously Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley getting suspended an entire year for gambling is the most nonsense I've ever heard, man. Yeah. He Dude, was dumb about right. it, but he didn't need to be suspended for a for whole a year, all year. The cats out here getting charged with felonies all they had to do for was half a season. Him. Like, all they had to find him. Just find letting, him like a hundred K. Right. You letting Aaron Rodgers go on podcast, <laughs> talk about him using illicit drugs well, he's talking about ayahuasca that's a schedule one drug you are not allowed to have that in america so why is he allowed to do this with nothing that i remember uh, randy moss one time said he likes to smoke in the off season and the league spent like six months trying to get him into the drug program after they backed up but they backed off on it i mean that is, it's crazy to me it's crazy to me. yeah it's just out of control we all know that but yeah atlanta i don't think other than perhaps me, hopefully, hope, hopeful Gabe over here. I don't, I don't think anyone else expects too much out of the Falcons. <laughs> now, now I'll say this, I'll say this, because uh, we, you know, we talked a lot about the first game of the season with the Bills and how they look like such and such and whatever, the best team in the NFL. Now that we've seen the Bills uh, go, run through the Rams, and now that, you know, per the show notes, you the you, term you used, Sherman, was survive the Atlanta Falcons. We all agree Atlanta was in the driver's seat of that game, if not for an amazing play uh, uh, from uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. D- does that make us look at the Rams team as it is right now a little bit differently? I think there's room for concern <laughs> for the for LA Rams fans. I think there is. They don't look like a dominant team, which we thought they would be. Um, I mean, this game was, uh, you know, honestly, Stafford is struggling. Another, another two more, two more interceptions for Matthew Stafford. He's turning the ball over way too much, way too much, and they're not running effectively. Daryl Henderson Jr., 10 carries, only 47 yards. Cam Akers, 15 carries for only 44 yards. Kill okay? Us. they're All they've got is Cooper Cup. I'm glad Allen Robinson got, got in the end zone. Okay, yeah, but you only have 50, on board. 53 yards on, on, four, on four catches. But you pretty much – you're only showing you have Cooper Cup. You need to hurry up and re-sign OBJ once he's healthy and he can be able to get back on the field. Right. Let, let the – let the offensive playbook open back up, spread the spread these defenses out because then you have Cup, you've got OBJ on the other side, and you've got you can put Allen Robinson in, in the slot or even switch out, uh-huh. put Allen Robinson on the other outside, put OBJ oh, yeah. in the slot if need be. Right. But honestly, there's room for concern here, dude. There is a lot of room Big for time. concern, and I, I'm I'm kind of worried about them. But even Aaron Donald, he only had two tackles in this game. Uh-huh. Where, where's he at? He he's not the only one out there. I'm sure he is stuffing up lanes as best he can, yeah. but like you know, we only other guys to step up and do something, right? And this is the only reason why I was like, let's pump the brakes on talking about Bills being the best because it seems like they beat a bad team or a team that is playing bad football right now, which is the same thing they just did last night, which is beat another bad team that's playing bad football. So in my eyes, I can't just say, Oh, the Bills are the best team in the AFC or the best team in the league, because I haven't seen them play competition yet. Gabe, any final thoughts on the Rams? I normally hold out, you know what I'm saying, like picking, like similar to what Obed said, I normally hold out till about week six because I always look at week one as basically you had the damn half of the summer to prepare for one team. That's why we looked amazing against the Saints week one. We came out and we played three quarters great of football and then just forgot what the last script was, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So 
I feel like that's what the dealio is when it comes to week one, week two, week three, week four. Now, when you mm -hmm. get to week six, yeah. they're pretty much into their groove and everybody's high stepping and you got you got a clear idea and identity of what your team's going to be going forward. True. And you're able to really dictate, you know, the crumbs from the bread. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And that's right. that's what I feel. So the Bills look nice right so. now. You know, Chiefs look amazing and you whatever you want to say about certain teams. But I normally wait till about week six before I start figuring out it, or at least I get a clear understanding of who's that team. Gotcha. Smart. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. Um, let's get into our next segment, which is our usual you right, you mad, where each of us will make a bold statement. The other ones will tell us if we're correct or if we're just outright crazy. Um, I say to you, gentlemen, you right, you mad. This will be the Colts quarterback, Matt Ryan's last year in the NFL as a starter. Obed, feel free to take it away. Give you man Sherman. I think you mad because they definitely gave uh Philip Rivers, two seasons out there at the Colts, and he had a noodle arm, was getting no work. You know what I mean? I, you, If anything, this was a bad matchup for the Colts because we've always talked about these divisional rival games, especially in the AFC South, just being lopsided, right? Any of those, one of those guys that catch a fade at any time, but he don't have Michael Pittman. Alex Pierce is also out. You know, they're it's tough when all you're going to do is come and run the rock. It doesn't help that he had three picks, but you know, if he don't have Kyle Granson is not stepping forward for the tight end, the move tight end that they need him to just yet. Um, I have a feeling they'll figure it out. Right. You know, the, the, the top seed in the AFC came from that team last year it was the Tennessee Titans. So obviously it's going to be some good gameplay in there. Maybe things will roll out, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to have at least one more year there. Let's see what he looks like down the line when everybody's finally gelled together. Yeah, uh, I, man, I know you just quickly, I'll, Gabe, I'll, I'll let you answer in one second. I know you touched on, but I thought Philip was only in, in Indianapolis for one year. I thought he was just there for, for one year. From I thought, was that, am I, am I, am I, I, thought, I thought it was, I thought it was yeah, two. I thought it was two years. Yeah, was okay, two. okay, I'm not, I'm bugging, but I, I don't know, man. He looks, he looks aged. I will say, like Gabe, you said it before when you talking about your Falcons. He was just being a statue in the pocket, just standing there, you know what I mean, not doing anything. So, Gabe, I, I I'll say, you know, this will be his last year as a starter. Am I am I am I right or am I mad? I'm I'm creeping down the line of you mad, and at the same time, you're right. The reason why is because the Colts have a more patient organization, and they just they basically just when he rolled over there, Frank Reich and them were, were already. Um, Reggie Wayne's the receiver coach. They're speaking super high of him. So mm -hmm. I feel like he's got at least another season. They might draft somebody crazy like Spencer Rattler or something in the fifth round right. next year right. just to be a backup, just to see, you know what I'm saying? But they're still going to give him an opportunity. He's not, he still looks like Matt Ryan that I've seen the last four or five seasons over here. So it's, it's nothing spectacular. He's going to be a statue. He's going to try to play action. He's got the best running back in the league, but now he's facing eight-man boxes, and they're going to force Matt to throw the ball, which is always going to lead to interceptions. Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. is a good, he's good, he's okay, good receiver, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Alec, uh, Alec uh, West Pierce, he came from University of Cincinnati, and that guy, if you listen to the coaching staff in the Cincinnati Pressers, he was just a deep threat receiver. So that kid really wasn't, he's still learning football. Right. Mo Ali Cox is okay, and then you really are just putting it in Jonathan Taylor's hands. So it's a really basic offensive stop. He's still in a great system, good defense, but 
I'm 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 tweeting the line, Sharma. I'm saying you mad. <laughs> and, and you're right. I'm right at the same time. I, yeah. I'll say I'll say you right that it was only one season. He signed a two year contract, but he only played one season. Three sixty nine. Yeah, because la, last year was Carson Wentz with the color. Right. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. So so okay. So yeah, he signed a two year deal. You only played one year because he retired. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's more of a reason he's gonna stay. They're gonna keep mad for one more year, regardless yeah. of if he just wins six or seven games this year. You know, two games. We'll see what happens. You know, like you said, week six. Let's wait to see what happens. Yeah. Week six. Gotcha. Obed, you're up. Gentlemen, you right, you mad. Joe Flacco cannot be sat if the Jets beat the Bengals. It's a tough one. Uh, Obed, I'm probably going to say you right, dude. I mean, getting that decently come from, you know, decent come from behind victory this past weekend um, over the Browns. I kind of touched on that earlier. I know Zach Wilson is on the, is out for at least the first four games, if I'm not mistaken, right? At least right, the first right. four games. So at that's, so that includes Cincinnati and that will even be against, um, the Steelers. So it looks like they're running the AFC North gauntlet to begin the entire year, the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, and Steelers. If they come out three and one, I don't think you, I don't think you, I, yeah, I think you might be right. Even if they beat Cincinnati, right? They say they beat Cincinnati and they go to Pittsburgh. I think you're right. Obed, it's going to be Joe Flacco's team. Now I know they want to properly evaluate Zach Wilson, and you have to, you have to get him on the field to evaluate him. Right. But if the Jets are kind rolling. Of rolling, if you will, yeah. and staying in games, why would you take? Why would you sit down, Joe Flacco? You know, <laughs> Gabe, what's your thought? Is is Obed right or is he great? Man, it, God, I, I gotta say he's right. But it's it's it still goes back to what I was saying about it being so dang early in the season. Like the Bengals, the Bengals started off rough last year. You know what I'm saying? So if they were to come out and lose this game to the Jets, what are we gonna say? This is like a resurgence of Joe Flacco. I I can't I can't be Robert Sala two point. Robert Sala has the most confidence in the world to let this old man throw the ball 44 times. He threw the ball 44 <laughs> times. Right. Like when I'm looking at the stat line, I'm like Joe Flacco. And it's crazy. He didn't throw no picks. We all know Joe to at least throw at least one pick. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's got a really good secondary, so that was crazy. But I gotta, I gotta say, I guess for now you're right. You know, even but it's early, so it's like, man, yes. Zach wasn't Zach wasn't being the number what two overall pick, right? Yeah, that's so, a farm right. on him. He has yeah. to be on that field. You yeah, need to be like, on that field. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a really if good he's one. healthy though. That's tough. If he's healthy. Don't, don't rush him back at all. No, no. Don't rush him back at all. If he needs to sit six it. games, let him right. sit six games. Well, let him be healthy. Got, yeah, that kid's got a lot of Tony Romo in him, man. He reminds me of Tony. Yeah. Gunslinging, running around, acting crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Gabe, the last one is on you, my friend. Man, Maz is going to go back to what Obed was saying earlier. And I was getting hyped up listening to you talk about him, man, because <laughs> I'm a Jimmy Polo fan, man. Jimmy there Polo is not trash. Hey, Jimmy Cooks. Jimmy Cooks. Jimmy Cooks. <laughs> Polo is not trash, man. Every organization he's been a part of, man, he's been a winner. Yes, he's a little bit fragile. He didn't drink enough milk when he was a child. But we are <laughs> on the way. We're on the way. So my big takeaway from this is Jimmy Polo is going to take this team to the Super Bowl and win the, win the championship. And those two draft picks are just going to be lost. So your thing is, you're right, you man, is Jimmy G will lead the Niners to a Super Bowl victory. Yep. Dude, you mad. You mad. <laughs> it, it ain't happening. This team is not that deep. George Kittle ain't, ain't around. His groin may be, I don't know what he's doing on the weekends where his groin George is Brittle. Still, George Brittle. Where his groin is still acting a fool uh, Bro, on, hey. on him. I don't know what he's what he's been uh his uh ex, ex, extra activities are but 
dude, this this Niners team is not once what it was. Um, I think even though Debo signed that and he got his new deal, he got his money. I don't know, man. I, I like Jimmy G more in, in being in the position to lead this team more than Trey Lance because this team is more, more of a team ready to win now than try to see what happens with, with Trey Lance. And like I said, I don't want to wish he got injured or anything like that, but to win the Super Bowl? Nah, son. You mad. You mad. I, I can't I can't co-sign that one, dude. Not, not yet. Now, he didn't say win the Super Bowl. He said lead to the Super Bowl. Wait, did and- you say win it or lead the Super, Super Bowl? I've got them winning the Super Bowl. Okay, well, that's wow. another story. You know, <laughs> I'll say the question said lead to, and I I have to ride the line of you right, you mad because as as Sherman pointed out, like yeah, there's uh you know they're missing a couple pieces here. Just actually called up um what's his name Marlon Mack from the practice squad because they're dropping yeah. like flies. But no. defense is finally healthy. The only thing missing was the balance from the offense. If there's one thing that would make me say that you right, Gabe, it's Kyle Shanahan has looked squirrely all year, all preseason, all summer, talking about Trey, squirrely. Well, he was like, it's it's Trey's team, not Trey as the starter. It's Trey's team, which means it could not be Trey's team at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and when he came up there, you know, Jimmy G talking about it's like riding a bicycle this man Kyle Shanahan was like you know what didn't skip a beat right going to do Kyle looks calm looks like he knows what we're going to have knows what we want to be able to do and that makes the Niners dangerous enough on this schedule in that division the the uh the philosophy change from the Bucks to where they're not throwing all the time they don't have the personnel to throw all the time but they're a possession game if if there's a if there's a guy out there who can make a bunch of big plays, it's Brandon Ayuk. They still got Juwan Jennings. Uh, Ross Dweely came out here and can make some plays from the tight end position. And Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme up some stuff for them. He's going. They got a great zone blocking screens, great offensive line. The defense is healthy. They they could make some noise. I'm not winning, but I feel like down at the end they might be in the conversation. I yeah, uh, I guess I think they'll make it play. They will get in the playoffs. Um, especially in that NFC West division, you know, it's looking kind of suspect right now. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't see them winning the winning the winning the Super Bowl game. Um, like I said, we, you, you said, obey. You touched on the, and, and the Rams. We're not sure who they are yet. Seattle is not really going to do anything. Arizona, even though they had a heck of a comeback win over over the Raiders this um, this past weekend, this this division I think is very evenly matched matched uh, matched with with each other. So I, I can see them. They, they could possibly win the division with Jimmy G at, at QB. Mm-hmm. But as far as winning the Super Bowl, nah, I can't. I don't. I don't see it, Gabe. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't, I don't oh, see it just yet. Check this. Check this. So Kyle's best offensive seasons came with Matt Ryan, uh, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy G. Right? Statues. Mm-hmm. His 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 good looking seasons were with like the RG threes and some of those mobile QBs, right? I think he had two. I forget the second one. He breaks them. He it, that offense doesn't work for him. And remember, there was a dispute in the argument when they were in the draft room if they wanted to take Mac Jones. Yeah. Remember that? He so wanted I Mac feel Jones. like they forced I him feel, to take Trey. Exactly. Right. So I feel like it was a force to try to teach Trey how to run his offense and do all those types of things. And I don't like his offense being Trey run first because you're, you get beat up. Look what happened to RG three. Look at Trey. It's not Mm -hmm. a good fit for him. His best schemes are these pocket passes that pick defenses apart. That's why Matt won the MVP. That's why Jimmy took the team to the Super Bowl. 
Right. That's why he's going to do it again. Right. <laughs> he knows right. how to run this NFL. This man knows how to play this NFL. Best player yeah. caller in the business. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. Let's get into our week three picks, uh, gentlemen. Uh, week two, Obed and, uh, and I, man, we're I'm still looking a little rough with my picks here. I, mean, I was eight, I went eight and eight this past weekend. Obed, you went ten and six. It's, All right, still got a couple games up on me. Let's get into it. Um, first up, Thursday night football, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Uh, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Um, actually, you know what? Damn it, I'm gonna I'm changing to Cleveland. Mitch Mitch Trubisky ain't doing nothing. I'm sorry. You know what? What what, what was I thinking? Even thinking Pittsburgh, um, especially that TJ Watt is not there on that defense. It's yeah. it's rough. It's rough for Pittsburgh. So I'm I'm gonna go Cleveland. No bid. Yeah, I'm, I was going Cleveland just off of the fact that you know there was a there was a scene at the end of the game with like a minute left, and I've seen Mike Tomlin got his glasses on. He got this look on his face, and I just I was just waiting to see one tear. One little tear come down his face and get in that nicely coiffed beard because he look he just like yo we should be running the Patriots right now because we have more stars on our offense we have more stars on our defense but the quarterback is just not getting it done and if that quarterback can't do it at home he's not taking it on the road I'll tell you that much so uh, Gabe Pittsburgh or Cleveland who you got man 100 percent going with the Browns Nick Chubb's gonna run for at least 140 on them and two touchdowns right. and make me smile for fantasy football <laughs> the only way the Steelers have a shot is if they uh put uh Kenny Pickett and like I said by halftime mm. New Orleans at Carolina uh I'm going with the Saints um even though they had a suspect game last week albeit against that terrific Buccaneers defense um I think Jameis bounced back against the against these Panthers uh Gabe so I'm going Saints Right with you, going right with the Saints. I hate talking about these NFC South rivals, but yeah, 100% going with the Saints. Uh, Jay Boo gets flustered in close games. You know what I'm saying? He gets flustered in close games. That's why he lost that game against the Bucks. He's not going to lose the Panthers. They're going to kill Baker and them. Obed? Yeah, I'm with y'all. This is, we're all in agreement on this one. Um, I can't wait to see Matt Rule as the head coach of Auburn next year. <laughs> oh, got him. Dude's uh, already getting him out of Carolina? It's right. going to be Nebraska. That's right, right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> my man, my man is. They need a coach too. Like you're not, you're not. The problems with Carolina is not going to be solved by bringing in Baker Mayfield and telling everybody else that they're making a problems that 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 they're bad at. You need to own it up. You need to find the right coordinators to do this for you. Now, obviously, Joe Brady wasn't getting it done for you, and Matt Rule ain't the ain't the answer. So it's going to be New Orleans. Houston at Chicago. Uh, Chicago just has no playmakers. Um, I mean, Houston doesn't have too much more, but Chicago is looking rough. They just don't really have anyone to really kind of get move the ball along. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Texans, Obed. I got to agree with you, man. I'm, uh, Houston has looked good for the what they played and how they performed. And I, I do love that Lovey Smith uh, in his next his, uh, next opportunity as a head coach in the NFL, starting to learn from his mistakes, switching things up. He said he came to the podium last week and said, "Hey, we need to get Damian Pierce in on on some plays and stop overusing Rex Burkhead." He did exactly that. I think they look a lot better as a power run team, good offensive line, quarterback doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Let's go, Houston. Gabe, who do you got? Houston or Chicago? Love everything you all said, and I'm gonna fully go against it and go ahead and go with my man Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I they're doing they're doing Justin Fields dirty. Like, come they're on, doing, start using Jeremy, start they're using Cole Komet. What what are y'all doing out here to this kid? It's got to be a more. can these guys actually get the job done though and make some plays? They're I mean, they're all they're, they're not feeding Dave Montgomery, okay. But is Darnell balling. Mooney a number one wide receiver? Negative, he's a slot. He's a slot. He's, he's a, a slot. slot. They don't have big. They got Equiminius St. Brown acting like he's a number one, but Equiminius don't deserve, deserve the uh, the car, the targets. Yeah, he's not. He's not his brother. 
I'll say that. that right. Not, right. He's not the sun god. He definitely not the sun god. Yeah, facts. Facts. Um, let's keep it going, guys. Um, Kansas City at Indianapolis. I think this is an easy one, Obed. I'm yeah. going, going with the Chiefs. <laughs> I don't we don't even need to talk about this. This is the Chiefs. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, Maddie. I the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta show his allegiance. You gotta show his allegiance. That's the man. That's the man. You gotta have a soft spot. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um Buffalo at Miami. I think this is gonna be a good one. I'm hoping each team puts up 50 points in this one. Um, and but I hopefully hopefully the Bills get the victory. Let's go, Buffalo, Gabe. Bro, it's the Bills, man. Uh the Dolphins ain't got nothing for them. It's the Bills. Obed. Gabe already said it. The Dolphins have nothing for them. As soon as as soon as the Bills get up by two scores, three scores, they're just gonna pin their ears back. And what people well, fail what, to and, well, look what happened on Sunday against the ball against Baltimore. Look what they was down. But 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 that's again that's Baltimore having no defense. That's Baltimore having no corners. Like even some of them passes two or threw up, like they were punts. This man Tyreek is so fast that he outran the corners, came back, got the ball, and then outran them again into the end zone. You can't do that against Pointer and the best of rest of them dudes. Give Lamar the Bills secondary in front seven. Woo! Oh my God! This Bills best team in the league. Bill's defensive line looks nasty, son. And Von, Von Miller Von, Von is, Miller. Yeah. oh, my God. I don't know if it's going to be him or Micah Parsons, but one of the two is going to have 21, 22 sacks this year. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, this team, and <clears throat> even Matt Milano was playing lights out for the Bills defense, too. Yeah, I, I liked what he did last night, too, yeah. against Tennessee. Y'all look, y'all look uh, crazy. Detroit at Minnesota. You know what's funny? I wanted to go – I want to go Detroit, but I'm going to stick with the Vikings, Obed. Um, the Vikings looked really pedestrian last night against the Philadelphia Eagles, who looked really good. And I like what I'm seeing out of Jalen Hurts. But Kirk Cousins didn't do squat last night. I think they bounced back with this win at home. Um, but don't be surprised if this is a close one. Yo, and matter of fact, yo, don't even be surprised if Detroit gets his victory. But I will go on record for picking the Vikings. I, I'll follow you up on that one and agree. I would say the only thing I disagree with is that Kirk Cousins did do something. He stunk up the place last night. <laughs> now, you know, I, I think you saw in the first game, Kevin O'Connell really hyped up, used all of his best plays that you, that he was calling for Cooper Cup that got his man wide open because there's so many plays where – uh, Justin Jefferson was just wide open all yeah. over space. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to dial that back. I need to save these plays for later in the season, knowing that Kirk Cousins comes out here and never plays well in prime time. I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins has a very losing record in prime time. And that just continued. I would have thought the two of those guys who used to go out and play this poorly with the Washington football team, when they would go to <laughs> Philly, I thought they would have righted the wrongs. No, they came out and did it again, but Gabe, I'm picking Minnesota. In this Minnesota. Game. Okay. What do you got here? I'm going with Dan Campbell and Mr. Jared Goff, man. I got them upsetting. I got mm. them beating the Vikings. Um, I think the Vikings uh, fell. It, it, they fall in line with what I was saying about having half of the summer to prepare for one team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you came out there, um, vice versa. The Green Bay Packers don't know what the hell Kevin O'Connell was going to come out there and call. Is he going to call a Kirk Cousins-like type of system? Is he going to add something? No clue. And the Packers were already a mess in the preseason anyway. So that was kind of like a toss-up type of game. So mm-hmm. I think they fell victim to that. I don't trust the Kevin O'Connell guy. I think the offense was very bland. 
I saw nothing special yesterday other than just trying to force feed Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is the monster on the other side. He's had nothing to do with Adam no, Thielen at all. Nothing. Just straight, just straight like the neglected stepchild over there in the corner. Why you just keep <laughs> force feeding? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Brought, you just keep Kevin O'Connell brought brought McDonald's just for Justin Jefferson. He didn't bring That's no what, McDonald's yeah. for no other kid. <laughs> Word right? Where's Dalvin Cook? I thought it was way more fun for the Vikings. This dude is missing. Like, this dude was missing in action, son. No card. But th- no that's card. why. That's why I say he's gonna go out there and just do some dumb stuff. And I'm gonna go ahead and take the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff's more. He's more poised than uh Kirk Cousins. Kirk just gets happy feet and just throws the ball anywhere. Like I said, do not be surprised if Detroit wins. But I will just stick with my Vikings pick. Uh, Baltimore at New England. Um, sorry, Obed. I gotta go against your Patriots. I'm going with the Ravens. Patriots were lucky to survive long enough against the Pittsburgh Steelers to then get a chance to grind the game down. I don't think that the Patriots can attack the corners and the secondary the way that Miami did with 4-2 speed. You know, maybe they can scheme some things, but offenses look atrocious for the Patriots. I cannot give them this W. Gabe, who do you got? Ravens or Pats? Man, Bill Belichick, greatest coach in the world, man, but his time is definitely fire is burning out boy that old school stuff that he was doing with not signing any players not going out of his way to get anybody it's going to just keep going downhill they're not going to be able to stop Lamar and them it's going to be a thromping yep uh Cincinnati at the New York Jets I'm telling you right now Gabe if the Bengals do not win this game woo, yo heads about to stuff, roll stuff is going to hit the fan for yeah. real you cannot go in three I already said last, I already said the week before they're not making the playoffs. I already said that, you know what I mean? After week one. So they have to win this game. I got, so that's why I have to go with Cincinnati Gabe. I've got the, uh, what's it called? The Jets winning the game. Um, I think, I think Joe Flacco's fire is going to continue. Um, Robert Sala is a really, really good defensive coordinator. They've got long, strong DBs. They've got linebackers. They've got athletes, man. They're just young. They're just young, but they've got some athletes and them athletes are locked in. Like sauce plays like he's been in the league for 10 years. He's really, really smart. I'm just like, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Broadway Joe 2.0. He's going to go ahead <laughs> and take them. Wow. This dude's really going with the Jets, Obed. I don't, I don't blame him, man. Like Cincinnati and let's not, let's not kid America here. If not for a blown whistle that they continued to give the touchdown to Joe Burrow and let them walk off, they should have played uh, overtime against the Raiders. They should have not allowed that last touchdown. And we don't even know if the Bengals move on in the playoffs to go get a chance to be in the postseason in the, in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. They have, they look as pedestrian as they looked when they first started last season. And it's not, it's things are, you got the Super Bowl hangover and a target on your yeah. back. Usually the second year of a Super Bowl losing team is never good. So I'm with you on them potentially not making the playoffs, Sherman. Uh, and I'm 100% with Gabe that they might do the upset. I- I'm picking them because they just cannot lose this third game. Yeah. Them, like, boys, just, them boys just lost to Cooper Rush. Exactly. Hang on, hang on, Mr. Cooper. What? Hang on, Mr. Cooper. Hey, Mr. Cooper. Come on, man. This was out of control. Um, Las Vegas at Tennessee. Uh, I think Derek Carr, like he was my MVP pick. And I'm I'm starting to regret that. Yeah, same here. I I, I don't have any other words. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Raiders because they have to win, Obed. They went they went away from what was working for them. You've got to feed uh, uh, Devonte Adams, you know, I'm happy that you got, uh, uh, Darren Waller in the end zone, but look what happened. You get Hunter Renfro out there. He coughs up the ball. You lose the game. 
Mm-hmm. Stick with what move him around, Josh. Move this guy around the formation. Get him open. Do it. Get the ball out of out of uh, uh Derek Carr's hands quick because obviously when he holds on too long, we got these problems that are coming up. But I- I'm taking Las Vegas because Tennessee just if you get them on their heels, Tennessee is not gonna be able to respond. They don't have that premier player now that AJ Brown is gone. I know they're hot in Traylon Burks, the rookie wide receiver out of Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. But looking last night, like last night, and even Derrick Henry looks mediocre. I mean, Taylor Lewan got hurt on the offensive yeah. line. That didn't help them. But yeah. Tennessee looks rough. But, um, yeah, Gabe, what do you got, Raiders or Titans? Uh, 100% got the Titans. I'm sorry. 100% got the Raiders winning the game. If Steph Diggs was able to go out there and kill their two young corners with tel- – tw- I think he had 12 catches, 140 – it was crazy what he did to him yesterday. So, yeah. if he was able to do that, Derek Carr, as bad as he's played, just throw the ball to Devonta Adams. Don't throw the ball nowhere else. Those two young DBs don't got nothing for nobody, man. And Derrick Henry, like you just said, Taylor Lewan going out. And I, I, the play calling was crazy. I don't know what Mike Vrabel – I don't know what that was. Toss? Tosses? They were throwing tosses at Derrick Henry. I, I'm cooked. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking rough greatest. in Tennessee. Yeah. Philadelphia at Washington. I mentioned this before. Philly looked good last night against Minnesota. And I said this when we were going through our divisional um, breakdowns, Obed, that this was a needed year for Jalen Hurts to show up and show out, to show what he can really do to possibly get an extension. And he's looking he's looking like the, he is that dude. So I'm going to stick with Philadelphia here uh, against Washington, this NFC East matchup. Uh, Gabe, what do you got, Eagles or Commanders? This might be the game of the week right here because it is that bloodbath in the NFC East. Um, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go go with the Eagles. Um, but the Eagles are one of those hot rod teams that's kicking off right now and everybody's getting hyped over them that I really want to see what happens in the back end of the season when people start to really game plan for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, Obed, Eagles or Commanders? You know, I'm going with the Eagles on this one. I know that Wentz really wants this game, but, you know, they are just firing on all cylinders. They almost got a 100-yard gain out of uh, – Dallas Goddard, you know, they didn't even have to use a majority of all the weapons that they have on that offense. And they have plenty of them between Gainwell, between Boston Scott, who I feel like both are running better than Miles Sanders right now. Whenever Miles comes around, he'll be able to do some work. But you have a quarterback doing the kind of Michael Vick things wearing the green like I've seen in the past um, is there's an opportunity uh, for them to do some great things this year. And they got an easy schedule, too. So let's go, Philly. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, not sure if Herbert's going to be ready to go. Got some um, fractured rib cartilage. Keenan Allen, he missed last week's game. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to go. I'm going to stick with the with Los Angeles, but if neither of those guys are playing, my pick may be, may be changing to Jacksonville, uh, Obed. Yeah, you know, that's the only thing that matters to me is if Justin Herbert is out there. I don't even know who the backup is for uh for the chargers right i mean he he might be able to come out here and and keep the ship going but not having keenan allen is one thing not having the the maestro for the entire offense the guy who orchestrates that's that's a whole nother bag of beans so you know i like what i've seen out of christian kirk he has been a godsend for jacksonville You know, I, I think that uh, Zay Jones has been great for Jacksonville as well. Doug Pedersen has them looking like, and we talked about this before when our, in our, uh, our breakdown of the season for each of these uh, divisions. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville having Pedersen, they look like the ideal offense of what things should look like. The way that you get Trevor Lawrence to mature is by having an, uh, a competent 
setup and bringing him along Doug Peterson being a former quarterback in this league you know showing him the rope showing him the right way he doesn't he's not making amazing splash plays he's not beating the world but you see the growth and he's got the pieces around him so it's LA but if Herbert misses I might have to switch to Jacksonville Gabe who you got here Chargers or Jags man I'm I'm, I'm going wild card right now I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Jags um especially oh, especially if Justin is hurt um I like everything Obed just said about the two receivers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't give Christian Kirk a lot of credit last year. I thought he was just winning out of the slot because you got D hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just thought he was, I thought he was, that I, makes I, sense. James Conner I didn't give him a lot. Yet. Yeah, I did. I really didn't give him a lot of credit, man, but I've really, really been impressed with this is one of those teams where it really, really shows what a, what a real like heavyweight coach is, man. Doug Peterson is a beast. Right. Doug Peterson is a beast. Turn Trev, around. Trev is really good, but Doug Peterson is it, man. Yeah. I wish we had him as a coach. <laughs> Speaking of your team, the Atlanta Falcons are at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks, Gabe. I'm sorry. I can't I go with your me. Falcons just yet. Gino didn't do too well last week, but in that game one, he looked really good. Um, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks, Gabe. Um, we're not going to lose this game. If, if we uh, lose this game, I'm just going to hang it up for the season. We're not going <laughs> to lose this game to the Seahawks. Um, we're gonna, we should be able to win this game. So I'm going with my boys. So I got to go with Atlanta because if you look, I mean, my goodness, Drake London is already a star in this league, man, that kid can flat out play. And while I think Arthur Smith needs to, you know, reassess what he's doing, I I respect the way he's moving forward well you can't we know what it's going to be by the end of the season one of the biggest uh uh, pass catchers and biggest targets on that team is going to be Kyle Pitts but you can't put a bunch of stuff on tape where it's always going to him he's got plenty of plays this is the same guy and the same quarterback that made Delaney Walker relevant after Delaney Delaney Walker was missing a bunch of this is uh, true you know what I mean? So he's got the playbook for that. He's like, I can make Kyle Pitts a star, but we don't need it right now. So if they come out here and they say, hey, let's open up the playbook a little bit. And people are not even up until this point, Kyle Pitts has caught four passes for 38 yards. The Terrible. moment that they're ready to make him a stud, he's going to come out here and have 150 yards and two touchdowns. And then when you start focusing on him, he's going to bomb you over the top of Drake London. Drake, and when yep. you worry about him, I'm going to bring <laughs> Cordero Patterson out here. I don't even need to give Cordero Patterson running back carries because I got Tyler Algie ready to come out here and do so. This this could be a dangerous team, and really all they might need is Lamar Jackson next year. But that's a whole other story. But I'm going with I'm Atlanta saying. this year. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, the Battle of the Bays, Green at Tampa. Tampa, as we know, Mike Evans is going to be suspended for this game. Green Bay looking like they should this, from this past weekend. So I'm going with the Packers. Obed. Um, Tampa's struggling on the offensive side, and they're going to continue struggling now. That they, like I said, they don't have Mike Evans out there, even though their defense is better than Green Bay's. But it's Aaron Rodgers, so he'll be able to, I think, rack up some points on there. Let's go, let's go Pack. I got to go with the Pack on this one. I mean, listen, the like I said earlier, the offensive philosophy, or at least the team philosophy, has changed for uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are no longer doing this Bruce Arians, uh, no risk it, no biscuit, huck it, chuck it downfield for no reason on low percentage throws. Uh, they've they've condensed it. This is the kind of I'm not gonna lie to you, watching Tom Brady for 20 years. This is the kind of offense where he can win a Super Bowl off of this ball possession, control the time of clock play some fantastic defense only go out there and throw when we need to Tom Brady didn't make to didn't have to make too many throws to keep them in the game because the defense was doing all the work for them yeah. and he knows that that's how he's been successful in the past um apparently they just signed Cole Beasley if he comes out here and does a little fake Wes Welker for him a little fake Julian Edelman 
they Tom is going to slice and dice these guys up. But again, Green Bay having Alan Lazard back, showing that they can get 133 yards and two touchdowns out of guys like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon as a hammer. You know what I mean? Like it's just too many guys that Aaron can lean on and have a defense that I think it's the difference with Green Bay. Gabe, what do you got? Packers or Bucks? 100% got the Bucks. Um, uh, Cole, Cole Beasley won't be ready to really take over, take over like that in the slot probably up a, t- a week or two from now. But all those passes that he was throwing in those lanes for Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller just didn't want that bump. Cole right. Beasley is going to take all of that all day long. That's a Tom Brady check down system. Leonard Fournette looks great. The offensive line is, eh, it's okay. Right. He'll get Julio Jones back on one side. He'll have Mike Evans on the other side in the future. But for this game right here, I'm just going to go with the Bucks because the defense has owned uh, Aaron Rodgers. They've owned him. Yeah. And he yeah. doesn't even have Devontae Adams. I mean, at least when it was Devontae, it was like, we have to do what we got to do to take him away. That's they are not going to respect anybody out there. They're not going to respect anybody. And Christian Watson and, dropping stuff, Romeo Dubs dropping stuff, all the Robert Tanya not doing nothing. Yeah. Aaron Jones is a small, fast running back. I love my little guys. I'm a little guy. So I love my little guys. But every time he goes against the Bucks, them two linebackers punish him. And A.J. Dillon is so slow and thumping. It's like they can just get on him fast with their D-line. They just put Vita, Vita Vea to sit Ooh. in the middle and just clog stuff up. Vita so, yeah, Vea, running back yeah. eater. I've got the Bucks, man. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. All right. Sunday night matchup, San Francisco at Denver. Denver looks bad offensively, yo. I don't know what to say about this Russell Wolves. I mean, the fact that you're in the red zone, you can't score touchdowns. They've had what? I think they the Broncos have had 22 snaps in the red zone these first two games they passed the ball 18 times out of 22 times run the football run the football broncos so javante williams can put it on the carpet come on now yeah yeah you have to give him a shot though you have to give him a shot because run because keep keep trying to throw it russell wilson it's not working right now the the defenses know exactly what what broncos are trying to do is air it out and it's not working denver looks even though they got a, a suspect win this past week they don't look good offensively, uh, but back with Jimmy G ahead of, ahead of the Niners. I'm going with I'm going with the Niners. Uh, Obed. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna let Gabe take it away because you know I'm with the Niners on this one. Hundred percent right with it, man. Jimmy Polo's gonna go out there and do his thing. Uh, two touchdowns, two hundred and fifty yards on about twenty five to twenty nine yards, twenty twenty nine passing attempts, mm. maybe thirty. Yeah, that's what's gonna go ahead and take place. Uh, Russ's offense is too boring, man. I don't know what that OC, that new coach is doing, man, but it's very boring. Hackett. Play action. Yeah, Nathaniel I Hackett. I think he's in, he's, in, he's, in, uh, me, he's in over his head, dude, to be honest. I think he's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's he doing. So. Yeah, I mean, that play action pass game is so dead and dried up. And is there something going on with Russ's arm to you all? Because it's bothering me. Is his arm – are his balls dying? As he, yes. You know, he used to be really, really good at throwing that arcing. The little moon ball, little moon balls. Right? It's like it's it's fell, it's flailing. Is it the Denver air? Is what's going it, on? It should it should far it should go farther in the Denver air. That's the stuff that made uh that made uh, what's his name Joe Payton. Flacco famous <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and payment famous. You know what yeah. I mean? Be able to throw them yeah. big balls out there uh, in Denver. I, you know, you say that, and I'm just like, this is probably why they weren't letting Russ cook in Seattle, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe there is something going on. Like, no, Maybe. we can't let him cook. Yeah. We need to run the ball. Damn, man, you know? that kind of sucks. I'm a Russell Wilson fan, but that's, jeez. Yeah, Thought he was like, making steaks. He out here making hamburger helpers. Yeah. Dude, making Le- mini rice. At least he robbed a bank. <laughs> right. Backing up the, bin- the Brinks truck for show. <laughs> uh, last matchup, Monday Night Football. 
the Dallas Cowboys at the New York football giants, even though the Cowboys got a win with Cooper rush over the Bengals. Who look, I told you that he looks suspect. I've got to go with the G men. Saquon looking like he's back and healthy, ready to rock. Uh, Leading the league in rushing yards right now. Gabe, I got to go with the giants. Who you got Cowboys or giants. Bro, this is really, really tough. Just like the one above the other NFC East game with Carson Wentz playing. Damn, man. Uh, I got to go with the – damn, the Giants. I got to go with the Giants too, man, but it's tough because I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball that effectively with Saquon, and Daniel Jones is a ball patter. So that's just going to give Michael Parsons like another two sacks. Oh. And he likes to take risk, and Trayvon Diggs is just out hunting for his first interception right now. So Really quickly, is Michael Parsons the, the best defensive player in the NFL? Right now, yeah. And it's, I mean, right now he is. That's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Wow. Okay. Yeah, right now I gotta I gotta give it to Micah Parsons. I mean, it just he's he's disruptive and his balance. This man is never on the ground. This man is always charging forward, high motor, <laughs> heads up. You're not gonna fool him. He's I'm, not dumb. He's right. He's a cre- creative character. He can play all three levels of the field. Um, I've seen him <laughs> in the offseason beat DBs in a race. So right. He beat Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek was, like, not jogging, taking the game yeah. serious. Jogging, but Michael but Parsons still, still got him. Still, still, that was pretty You know crazy. what I mean? Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it's you know, the, we thought that Dallas would be out of sorts, but it's just, it seems like that defense is not going to let them lose, or at least let them lose yeah. by a lot. I just, I think Dabble's got some, Dabble's got some Dabo Sweeney in him and got some swagger for these guys in uh-huh. New York. Got them feeling right. We still haven't seen... Uh, What's his name? Um, Kadarius Tony, come on. I don't know what he's going to do. You got, you know, yeah. Richie Sterling James Shepherd. out there doing Sterling Shepard getting 26% target share. And I uh, apparently heard that uh, uh, Kenny Galladay Kenny. cleaned his locker out after the game and they might, he might uh, be a healthy scratch next week. For yeah, real? An, yeah, there was an interesting TikTok of him leaving the field or leaving to go in his car. Wow. Oh, bet. So who do you got? Cowboys or Giants in this one? Oh, we're going Giants. It's going to be a G-Man. Giants? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good one on Monday Night Bill for sure. I mean, but it wouldn't be better if Dak was playing, but I think the G-Man can get this victory. Um, Well, folks, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We'd like to thank our guest, Gabe, joining us once again. Any last words um, from either of you gentlemen before we roll out? Cooper Rush, MVP of the season. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Wow. We hang wow. with Mr. Cooper. He what? said we're hanging you know with Mr. Cooper. You know what? I'm about to disconnect you, Gabe. Don't ever, don't, don't, ever, not, don't ever come back on here again. Don't He's a hell about them cowboys. I love, I love these cowboys fans, dude. Like, I, well, I really don't love them, but I, I just think it's funny. They're getting hyped up about this one victory. It's just so funny, and I can't wait till they crash and burn. It's, it's gonna be something to watch. Uh, but folks, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for our guest game. My co-host, Obed, of course, I'm your boy, Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. 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 Yes,